Welcome to Freedom to Retire with Jim Cipriotti, powered by Retire Ready Financial Group. You got to be prepared. If you're not prepared and you have too much risk, you may make some adverse choices. And so you need to have a plan because the downturns are going to happen. Jim Cipriotti has been helping people in the greater Philadelphia and South New Jersey areas reach their retirement goals for over two decades. We just want to make sure we're not too aggressive, not too conservative either. We want that nice mix. And that's what I help my clients with every single day. Now, freedom to retire. The tail end of the baby boom generation is actually getting ready for retirement. Those born in 1964, they're turning 59 this year. And a new report by the Center for Retirement Research has found this group seems to have been hit harder by the Great Recession than uh, earlier boomers. They're approaching retirement with 14% less in their accounts. So let's speak to them right now. What advice do you have for somebody who's, you know, maybe five years out from retirement and they feel like they're behind the eight ball when it comes to their, their savings? Yeah. And uh, Chris, look, I've spent the last 25 years of my life now being just, uh, you know, that that uh, helping that baby boomer generation mm-hmm. not only prepare for retirement, but I've also helped them navigate through the years of retirement. And look, I think when we you know try to think about whether or not we're truly prepared for retirement from a financial standpoint, I, I think nine out of 10 people uh, would tell me that they wish they would have done more to prepare. Mm-hmm. And this is regardless of whether or not you're in that baby boomer generation or not. Uh, and I think the um, that phase of preparing for retirement, you know, when we talk about it, I think it's important to mention that I'm I'm talking about truly preparing for retirement. And this means so much more than, you know, picking out a couple of mutual funds and saving up in a in a, you know, in a little Vanguard account or whatever that, you know, when we're talking about preparing for retirement, I mean, you know, you know, how are you and your spouse going to map out how you're going to collect Social Security, you know, is a big component. It, maybe it makes sense for one spouse to begin collecting earlier, one spouse to delay. Um, you know, and sometimes this makes sense because of, of certain market conditions. Um, we don't want to be spending down our own money and delaying too much Social Security if the market is also going down at that same time, because then we have to sell off some of our assets at, at low share prices just in order to delay collecting Social Security. So that's one component, Social Security. And Maybe there's some health concerns also with one spouse, so it might not make sense to delay collecting their Social Security all the way up to age 69 or 70 because they might not get enough back out of it. Um, and what about health care? You know, we all know that Medicare, when we hit 65, does not pay for everything. So we need one of those supplemental plans to help fill in the gaps so we're not reaching into our own pockets left and right. Uh, we need to have a plan also in case there's some sort of long-term care event uh, the statistics are that, you know, I think 70% of us are going to need it in some fashion mm-hmm. at some point in our life. And look, we also don't want to have our sons and daughters, uh, you know, forcing them to take care of us because they're going to have to rearrange maybe their whole schedule in order to to drive out to us and, and all of that. I mean, that type of thing can put a strain on their family and their marriage. Um, and look, there's different types of coverage now that you can put in place where even if you don't use the coverage, the long-term care coverage, then all of the money you invested in the policy uh, can be inherited as a death benefit oh. by your family. So it's not like you're throwing money out the window like with some of the older policies. And look, this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to retirement planning. And you know, I'm sure you can probably think of so many other elements that go into a proper uh, retirement plan, Chris. Right? De- definitely. I mean, it turns out that it, you know, saving money towards your retirement is... Uh, while a significant, important thing to do when it comes to, you know, getting ready for retirement, it's just the tip of the iceberg because you've got to turn that retirement savings into retirement income. And 
as you mentioned, all these different factors, and, and we haven't even talked about, you know, uh, uh, taxes and, and, and the ramifications that could have. There's, there's so many things that people need to take into account as they're, they're entering into that retirement red zone. Yeah, and speaking of investments, as you mentioned, I mean, some people are keeping the same type of uh, growth mutual funds in their 401ks or IRAs, the same funds, the same investments that they had in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, and then they're trying to draw an income from those same types of investments in their 60s, 70s, and 80s. Mm-hmm. And I've seen so many people fall flat on this. So I want to make sure our listeners know that you know there's different types of categories of investments. Some are designed for growth when we're in our younger years, and some are designed for income when we're in our retirement years. And you know there's, there's a reason for it. These income investments, they're designed for a more steady flow of monthly income. And uh, you know, that's just about what every retiree needs, a stable monthly income check uh, to supplement the Social Security check. And, you know, look, one of the biggest components of a, of a retirement plan, you mentioned it a moment ago, is, is a proper tax plan. Mm-hmm. We, we've got to set ourselves up so that we're positioned to be paying the IRS the absolute least amount legally possible throughout our retirement. And look, folks, the IRS, I'm going to say it, they are not our friend. Uh, they want us to pay the most possible, it, it, but it's our job to outsmart them with proper education and proper preparation. But the problem is they're not going to educate us. <laughs> okay, it's up to financial advisors like myself who who know these techniques to help and teach the general public, uh, like a lot of our listeners, that, uh, things about the, the Roth IRA and Roth conversions and other strategies that are at our disposal. And I talked about this on other shows, the technique of maximizing our 12% tax bracket. That is so important. In other words, we got to get as much money out of our retirement accounts at low brackets. Um, and if we can get them out and switched over possibly into a tax-free Roth by paying just 12%, that could be a huge win, a huge win. For example, let's say you're 65 years old. Let's say you're married, maybe recently retired. And let's say you both, you and your spouse just started collecting um, your Social Security, let's say you have a combination of uh, $55,000 per year, Social Security. And let's say in addition to that, you're pulling around thirty grand from your uh, IRA or your 401k, whatever. Okay. Um, and let's say um, that adds up to what, $85,000? Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, let's say you have other, you know, a, a larger balance remaining in the retirement account, like your 401k, whatever it is, your IRA, traditional IRA, uh, your 403b profit sharing plans, 457 plans, thrift savings plans. I mean, uh, you name them. Uh, really, since all of those accounts are usually pre-taxed, they're, they're all taxed pretty much the same when you pull the money out, which is uh, that they're all taxed as ordinary income. So when you factor in, everyone's got a standard deduction and married couples have 27,700, which means that you can have a gross income of up to hundred, right around one hundred and seventeen thousand dollars per year, gross, and still be in that twelve percent bracket. So when we take your that eighty-five thousand dollars that we're talking about with this couple, minus the hundred and seventeen thousand, that leaves us with around thirty thousand dollars still remaining in that twelve percent bracket. So it might make sense to convert an additional thirty grand from your IRA or your 401k over to a Roth IRA. That way you're only taxed at 12% on that money. And then when you go and make a qualified withdrawal from the Roth money later in life, that withdrawal can be tax free. You don't have to pay tax on all the gains, all the interest, all the dividends, all the growth, it's all yours. 
Otherwise, if you don't do that, you're going to have to pay tax uh, and all the on all the interest and dividends and all the gains you made on that money if you if you don't switch it over to a Roth. Because look, it's virtually impossible. We got to pay some tax on this money. Yeah, it's virtually impossible to get the IRA money out at a tax rate of less than twelve percent. And um, the next tax rate above the twelve percent is the twenty-two percent bracket, <laughs> which is almost double the tax. Mm -hmm. So look, if you're listening right now, and if you have a relatively low income because you're new, newly retired or something like that, now might be a great time in your life to jump on maximizing that twelve percent bracket. And this is especially true now because the 12% bracket is going up to 15% in less than two and a half years once these Trump tax cuts go away. So, look, if you'd like to get more information on this technique, give my office a call. Call now. The number is 610-894-7415. Once again, 610-894-7415. Or you can visit my website, which is retirereadyfg.com. Because look, these super cheap brackets, it's this 12% bracket is not going to be around much longer, Chris. It's important. It's imperative that you start developing that plan. Uh, proper retirement planning uh, can in and of itself be be its own job, a, a full-time job knowing all the nuances about it. Uh, and something that I would venture to say a lot of the people listening out there don't, don't want to do and take on on their own or it may seem daunting. The good news is you don't have to do it. As we say many times here on the show, over 25 years of, of, of experience, Jim Cipriotti been helping people with this, solve this retirement problem. So uh, if you've got questions or you just want that second set of eyes on it and, and you want to know if you can streamline your plan, give a call to that number, 610-894-7415. Get on uh, Jim's calendar. You'll have that meeting with him personally, 610-894-7415. We talked about Social Security a second ago. The latest reports have the Social Security Trust Fund becoming insolvent as early as 2033. That is not really that far away, which could lead to a 25% cut in benefits. So Congress, they're coming to the rescue, right? <laughs> well, David Dooley with the Social Security Risk Score says, quite frankly, don't count on it. When you look 10 years out, when the solvency issues are actually projected to really happen, we think that there is a very high probability that when people reach in their retirement that are 60, 70 years old today that live 10 years from now, that those in charge are going to be reflecting and voting based on the priorities of those that are in charge. And those that are in charge are the younger generations, and their priorities are not bailing out baby boomers. So, Jim, if people are looking at potentially lower Social Security benefits in the future, what can they be doing right now to replace that chunk of money in, in their retirement plan? Well, Chris, look, it's true. Social Security is in some hot water. Uh, do some changes need to be made? Absolutely, they do. Do I think they're going to make changes to, to people that are already in their 70s or 80s or beyond who are currently collecting Social Security? No, I don't think they're going to do that because so many folks receiving Social Security today are literally dependent on, on receiving just that Social Security check as their only source of monthly income. But look, do I think folks in their 40s, 50s, maybe early 60s might end up with a little less Social Security because of maybe some cuts? Uh, it's quite possible. Mm -hmm. And if you remember when we were younger, the full age to collect Social Security was always age 65. Then they kind of moved the goalpost to 67 and well, 66 and change up to 67. Uh, maybe they just need to move the, the full retirement age up to age 70, maybe for some of the 20 year olds or 30 year olds. Um, but this makes me think back, you know, to some of the stories that I would hear about, you know, how, you know, kids when we're in our teenage years or maybe early 20s. And, you know, sometimes we we need to borrow money maybe from parents to help us out with this out of the other and parents you know might already be experiencing financial difficulty or financial hardship of their own uh, 
And even though the parents desperately want to help the kids, they didn't have the money to do it. Mm -hmm. And when I think about our country, which is now sitting on a mountain of debt uh, to the tune of over $32 trillion, yeah. uh, you know, how are we going to be able to handle the, 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 the extra shortcomings that might be coming down the road when it comes to Social Security payouts for America's retirees? It makes you wonder, Chris. It's a serious question. And, you know, you mentioned that, that they're probably not going to make drastic changes to Social Security, but uh, we're just a couple of weeks away from finding out what the, the cost of living adjustment is going to be going into 2024. And it's going to be significantly lower than last year, of course. We may see a time just based on, on the situation that Social Security is in where uh, there isn't a cost of living adjustment. And, and that in and of itself, because of inflation, is a reduction in benefits. So, so what can people do? Yeah, I mean, look, as a retirement planner, you probably know the answer that's going to come out of my mouth, which is quite <laughs> simply that we should not be so dependent on Social Security for an income source. Mm -hmm. And most of the people listening to our show today have never relied on the government for much of ever anything. Um, the government is simply not efficient in the way it runs things, at least from a fiscal sense. And if our government was, you know, carrying that, you know, metaphoric a bucket of water, it would probably have 12 holes at the bottom of that bucket <laughs> with water just spewing out. But look, the, the good news is that most of the folks listening to our show today have accumulated investments. That's why they're listening to a financial show. They've saved up for retirement. And nowadays, thanks to these super high levels of inflation, a large number of Americans have been taking advantage of these higher interest rates. Um, and let me give you an example. Uh, I had a guy uh, just recently who's been listening to our show for a couple of years called in and uh, I met him uh, really on a Zoom call. He lives in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And even though he uh, lived only a few minutes away from my Marlton, New Jersey office, uh, we still decided to meet on a Zoom because uh, it, it was just so convenient. Sure. Uh, but anyways, he had heard, you know, we, we talking on the show. So he called in recently and he, what he told me is that he was just sick and tired of watching CNBC every day and watching these guys like Jim Cramer running around like a chicken without a head. You know, in the, around the TV studio, it, it looks like he just got, uh, you know, just guzzled a gallon of espresso. It is it's all this craziness. I mean, he's, he said he wanted just more stability with his retirement savings. Uh, and he also wanted more stability with his monthly income. And he wanted some of his money to behave similar to a pension. And the best part about it is that thanks to these really high levels of inflation, um, he was able to lock in some very high payout rates for the rest of his life, I was able to show him some financial instruments to take advantage of that. So it only took a small portion of his retirement savings to generate a substantial amount of monthly income to cover his essential uh, expenses and then a little bit more. Uh, and even if Social Security ended up being cut in several years or 10 years, what have you, he would have multiple sources of monthly income arriving in his bank account. And he, he said just as recent as a a few weeks ago, he was sitting on the beach in Ventnor. Uh, he was checking uh, his investment accounts on his phone, kind of thumbing through his phone. And he said it was a beautiful day, nice breeze. He was sitting on the beach chair under his umbrella. He had a few drinks uh, in the cooler, you know, on ice. So he was all set. And he was sitting there with his daughter and his, and his grandkids. They were running around building sandcastles and digging for those little tiny crabs that are under the sand. Um, and he said he was finding it hard to enjoy the day because his investments were annoying him. Uh, so even on such a, a beautiful setting with, with the people that he loves the most right by his side, he wasn't able to focus on the enjoyment of the day. Hmm. And when we look at the, you know, the history of the market, like let's say just a balanced 
portfolio, you know, stock and bond portfolio. I mean, everyone listening right now can just, you know, just go to Google and look up the 20 year performance of, let's say, like a Vanguard balance fund. You'll, you'll see it averaged right in the mid 6% range over the past 20 years. So really, is it worth risking all of your life savings? And not only that, but stressing yourself out with the day-to-day -day motions of the market, even to the point where we might not even be enjoying a beautiful day with our family. You know, look, because nowadays we can find, there's financial instruments, there's some CDs, there's some fixed rate annuities, the ones that have no annual fees, that are paying in that mid 5% range. Um, so if you feel like you could benefit from maybe a little bit less of a roller coaster when it comes to navigating through which types of investments might be best for your retirement, give my office a call now. We could chat a little bit more about it. We're not going to chat right this moment. Someone from my team will take down your name and number. So even if you're in the car or on the go, um, this call will only be about two minutes because someone will take down your name and number. In fact, just don't want to wait on this because um, there's too many people that are taking too much risk with their retirement monies and not being rewarded for it because a lot of investment returns have also been flat over the past couple of years. So look, I'd be more than happy to discuss some other strategies that might be a better fit for you. So the number to call me right now, 610-894-7415. Once again, the number to call now, 610-894-7415, Chris. Being able to take a step back and actually enjoy those golden years of retirement. It's a, it's a novel concept, but you know, uh, not having to necessarily stress out, like you said, with, with the case of that gentleman there, uh, I think could go a long way to making your retirement as enjoyable as possible. There are some who say, uh, you know, don't base your investment decisions on the Dow because it's only 30 stocks. Well, you might be able to say the same thing about the S&P 500 these days, which is currently only being held up by about seven stocks. Here's Penn Mutual's George Cipollone on Fox Business. Any measure that you take with the just the S&P is skewed today because of the Magnificent Seven and those big mega cap tech companies. I would tend to recommend not looking at just the S&P and kind of looking under the surface there. So, Jim, has the current lopsided state of the market pushed you away from index-based investing or, or changed your strategy? Well, coincidentally, I, Chris, I was just doing some research on this around a week or so ago. And I looked up, um, it's called a heat map or a heat chart mm -hmm. of the S&P 500 heat uh, speaking of summer heat, um, <laughs> but this is one of those charts that shows what stocks are the hottest within the S&P 500. Um, and you, you can Google this and find this also. Anyone can. And so much of the growth, according to this map, so much of it came from Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, which is Google, uh, Microsoft, Meta, which is Facebook, of course, NVIDIA and Tesla. So if you owned, you know, one or more of those stocks individually, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. You saw your money grow a lot. Um, and, you know, you could see where there were substantial gains in these particular uh, seven stocks. But what about the rest of the S&P 500? Literally, what about the other 493 stocks? They were performing mediocre mm -hmm. at best, and many of them were not doing great at all. And I, I've spoken with uh, a couple of people over the past several months also who were... Um, you know, saying some interesting things. There were just many of them in particular are waiting. They're waiting for that big dip, like we had in during COVID. Uh, you know, a big dip in one of those seven stocks, so they can just, you know, being lie, you know, lying in wait there for when the when to pounce, so they can just buy the stock and then uh, when it goes down to half the price, and then ride the wave back up. And look, it, if we all can be so lucky, the problem is that ninety nine point nine percent of the time, investing, you might get lucky here and there, but 
most of the time investing doesn't work like that. Uh, it, it's pretty much comparable to hitting the lottery. You know, if you were to buy a stock at the exact moment at its low point, its lowest point, and then invest a sizable enough amount of money, that's the key in order to make a sizable impact on your retirement. In other words, we've all heard the stories about people say, oh, yeah, I, I bought this at such a low price and I doubled my money quickly. But then you ask them how much they invested in it. And they something like they, they say something like five grand. So now your five grand is worth 10 grand. So you're not going to walk into work the next day and, and tell your boss you're 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 quitting. You're going to retire now. You're just not going to do that. So here in the financial community, we call that playing the market. Mm -hmm. uh, not much different than playing at Harris or Caesars. And when it comes to retirement investing, um, you know, this 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 strategy, it shouldn't be a game, at least not to me, Chris. I'm glad that you mentioned Harrah's and Caesars there because the gambler's fallacy, I think, comes in with the market. And you mentioned, you know, being able to time the market. We all know the adage, buy low, sell high. Really easy to say. And, and on paper, it makes sense. But so many people don't do that because emotions come into play, just like with the casinos where you go, you know, if, if, I, if I just stay in long enough, my, my ship's going to come in one more hand, one more hand. How do you help people, you know, take th that, that emotional uh, bias out of it and, and have a more you know, uh, mathematical approach. Yeah. And it's not that easy because um, emotions drive the way we think mm -hmm. sometimes more than math. And this is making me think about a guy who came into my Radnor, Pennsylvania office uh, a few weeks ago. He's another one that said he's been listening to our show the past couple of years and that he's been meaning to call, been meaning to call. But every time he heard me, uh, he had his hands full with something or he was driving in the car, but he eventually called. Um, and it turns out that uh, the funny thing is he lives just a few minutes away from the office, also in my in Havertown. And my office was only about, we calculated it was like an eight minute drive from him. Uh, so it was nice and convenient. But what triggered him to actually pick up the phone to get in touch was because he heard us talking about how many people have been invested in the market over the past few years, but haven't seen their balances really go up that much. And he was working with a financial advisor uh, for the past several years. And it's someone who he became friendly with. He said, Jim, it's the nicest guy. This, this advisor is so nice. The advisor would take him out to lunch. The advisor gave him tickets to him and his son to a Flyers game. Uh, and the problem was that the, just the money, the money wasn't growing. And the, his retirement was only around two or three years away. And we know, all know how quickly time goes by. Yeah. So he was just looking for a second opinion on his investments because he kept hearing on the news and other places how the market uh, especially this year in 2023, he was doing well. Um, but his balances weren't budging. You know, they were just going up and down, but they weren't making any progress. So it turned out when I took a deeper look, it turned out he was paying a one and a half percent fee that he didn't even know about. Um, and also about 40% of his money was in bond related investments. He had that uh -huh. infamous 60-40 mix. Mm -hmm. So what we did is we looked up his bond funds, 40% of his money. Um, think about 40% of your body, you know, running on, uh, you know, these, these bond funds were only averaging around one to one and a half percent over the past five years, 10 years. So by the time that the financial advisor took their cut, the, the guy was really earning literally zero interest on 40% of his money. And I'm going to mention this again on today's show. Uh, how important it is to have another set of eyes. Take a look at your current investment mix. Uh, I'm an accredited investment fiduciary. I have over 25 years of experience in the financial industry. 
look, it takes me about five minutes to take a look at what you have and to point out ways to potentially improve your strategy. So look, if you feel like you're getting closer and closer to retirement, but your balances have remained stagnant, grab your phone, grab your phone now and give me a call. Someone from my team will take down your name and number and we'll set up a time uh, this upcoming week to have a chat. We'll discuss your situation a little bit further. We can arrange a Zoom call or an in-person meeting at either my Radnor, Pennsylvania office or my Marlton, New Jersey office, uh, either one. So the number to call right now, 610-894-7415. Once again, 610-894-7415. And the question is, what happens if you just continue uh, to remain flat in, in your investments for the next couple of years? Yeah, you might be up in a, a set of flyers tickets, but what <laughs> what about the investments? We we can't have that happening, Chris. I don't think anybody really wants to be treading water through their retirements. If there were inadequacies, if there were deficiencies in, in, in the way that you were set up for retirement, when would you want to know? I, I think as soon as possible so you can course correct, and that is the power of that second opinion. So uh, if you've got questions about your retirement plan as it stands right now or if something just doesn't look right, uh, let Jim use his 25 years of experience, over 25 years of experience, uh, to show you what changes, if anything, can be made. 610-894-7415. You can also go to the website, retirereadyfg.com. We've talked before about the tax advantages of Roth IRAs. We mentioned it a little earlier in the show. Your contributions are taxed up front. You do have to pay up front, but the gains in the Roth are not. So how long before I have access to that money in retirement? Is this something I can make the conversion and start reaping the benefits uh, You know, the following year? Are, are there any strings attached to them? And look, I try to talk about the benefits of the Roth IRA on every single episode on, on our show, Chris. And that's not by accident. Uh, I mean, the Roth just has such tremendous benefits. I can't get over it. And, and not enough people here in the greater Philadelphia, South Jersey, and Delaware area have enough money in the Roth. So a lot of people have some money in a Roth, but not enough. And let me first start out by saying that there's, there's two ways to get money into a Roth. Uh, the, the first is just a regular contribution to a regular Roth IRA, uh, which is up to 7500 bucks if you're over age 50, 6500 if you're under age 50. And you can contribute also, uh, the second way is to through your 401k. And even, you know, if you, you can put up to $30,000 per year in a Roth if you're over age 50, 22500 if you're under 50. Uh, And what I'm about to say next is probably one of the biggest misconceptions about Roths. And that is that, uh, and I know this because so many people I've spoken with over the past several years tell me, Jim, I would love to contribute to a Roth, but I make too much money. So if you've been one of those folks who thinks you've made too much money for a Roth, I have great news for you right now. (laughs) And that is that, look, you can make an unlimited amount of money, make a million bucks, two million, three million per year you can still contribute to a Roth 401k. About 90% of all 401ks now offer a Roth. And you can make uh, an unlimited amount of money and also convert an existing IRA or pre-tax 401k money over to a Roth. So there's two ways you can make it oodles of money and still participate in the Roth. And you heard me right. You can make over a million bucks of income, still get... uh, you know, some substantial money into the Roth. And people ask me, what's the big deal about this Roth? Because yeah, you pay the taxes in the beginning. And then when you don't, uh, you know, you don't pay taxes later when you make a withdrawal. 
And my response is typically something like this. Yeah, that's right. You pay the taxes now and get them over with when your you know, balance is small before it balloons up into a very large balance over the next 20 years. I'd rather pay taxes on a smaller amount than a larger amount. And look, our nation, we can't deny it or hide it. Our nation is up to $32 trillion in debt. And taxes are likely to be a good deal higher 20 years from now. So look, it's all about just planning ahead, folks. And also that that money that your sons and daughters inherit from the Roth IRA money that you have. Let's say, for example, if you pass away in your 80s, your sons and daughters are going to be in their 50s at that time, most likely. And the inherited Roth IRA funds won't go on to their tax return in the taxable income column. So, um, you know, instead of getting stacked on top of their incomes when they're in their 50s, like it would, that's exactly what would happen if they were to inherit just a traditional IRA from you or your pre-tax 401k money. And that's where people have the bulk of their money in those types. I mean, look, I mean, can you imagine if your son and your daughter-in-law, let's, let's say, if they're making a combined 300 grand and then they inherit your big traditional IRA and they have to take that out over 10 years, let's say they have to report another 400 grand uh, you know, on their tax return on top of their 300 grand, the IRS is going to be making out like a bandit uh, with potentially taxing your money at these highest tax brackets, which, by the way, is going up to 39.6%, that highest bracket in less than uh, two and a half years. Yeah, pretty crazy, right, Chris? Yeah, I, I think that the IRS and, and the government in general, they're kind of banking on people to not do anything, to, to let that happen, because uh, it's a waiting game for them. They're going to reap the biggest benefit when, uh, you know, your your children are probably in their highest uh, net worth years and also inheriting this money and, and it just puts them into a, a much bigger bracket. But it, it really does come down to, as, as you were talking about earlier, uh, you know, uh, paying taxes on the seed or paying taxes on the harvest. And I think a lot of people would, would really benefit from taking a look at, at paying on the seed right now, right? Yeah, of course. And uh, to answer your original question, it's five years. Five years is the number uh, number of years that you have to leave the money in a Roth okay. before you can pull the gains out uh, tax-free. And that goes with each conversion you make as well. But look, I, I want to get to the point about um, the main thing that I see when I interact with uh, a lot of our listeners, um, and they say, Jim, I'm not getting any feedback or any advice or guidance from uh, where my 401k is being held, places like Vanguard and Fidelity. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to hold them accountable. These big firms, they're not giving any tax advice. I mean, you could try it out. Call them up, ask them a tax-related question about your account. They're going to say, please consult your tax planning professional. And you think about all of the money in these 401ks. I mean, it all has to come back out. And, you know, we can't start planning when we're in our 80s. It's, it's too late by then. And look, we have two and a half years left before these tax rates jump up again to these, these higher levels after these Trump tax cuts disappear. If you have questions or concerns about reaching your retirement goals, then give the Retire Ready Financial Group a call, 610-894-7415, or visit us online at retirereadyfg.com. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Retire Ready Wealth Management is licensed in your state, please call 610-704-2792. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. 
Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through James Cipriati, Pennsylvania Insurance License 366900. Investment advisory services offered through Impact Partnership Wealth LLC, a Securities and Exchange Commission registered investment advisor firm. IPW and Retire Ready Financial Group are non-affiliated firms. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators. It does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. Investing involves risk. There's always the potential of losing money when you invest in securities. Asset allocation, diversification, and rebalancing do not ensure a profit or protect against loss in declining markets. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. IPW, its affiliates, and its investment advisor representatives do not provide legal tax or accounting advice. You should consult your legal and or tax professionals before making any financial decisions. Please be advised that you may conduct securities transactions only by speaking directly with your investment advisor representative, either by phone or in person.